Welcome to the Three Amigos FPL podcast ahead of Double Game Week 34. Do not adjust your settings. Don hasn't suddenly adopted a more feminine, slightly Aussie accent. You're listening to Kylie. And while he recovers from a bad dose of man flu, I'll be joined by my amigo Mars to take you through the game week to come. Welcome to the show, folks. So, Mars, how did you fare in blank game week 33 with the Hazard and Vardy show? Hey Kylie, yeah, no, it was uh, it was really good actually. Um, I had both uh, Hazard and Vardy. Um, I brought in Hazard and I captained him. And when Vardy obviously did what uh, he had his own party, I was like, oh please, like I need Hazard to deliver the same. Or and I, I have yeah. <laughs> I have not celebrated a, a Chelsea goal like I did the second goal. Um, yeah, but yeah, I finished on eighty one, so it was a it was a good week. Yeah, it it was it was a good week for me as well. I was the same. I played my free hit, uh, and I ended up on eighty four points, uh, so no hits or anything, which was really good. Um, and I largely didn't overthink this week, so I kind of stuck to my guns. I had Tillemans, who I was really happy about. I was so annoyed about that Madison goal, though, uh, because a lot of people went for Madison, but. Um, I had Vardy as well, and I debated captaining him. So I, it was a bit nervy watching that Chelsea match as well because it, I had Captain Hazard, but also double Chelsea defence. So I had uh, Kepa and Azpilicueta, which I was very nervous about. Uh, so their yellow cards were, were a bit irritating, but I was just relieved to see the, the clean sheet there. And to be honest, I mean, between Azpilicueta and um and Hazard, the amount of points that they could have had. I felt like every time that ball went near Higuain, it was just soul-destroying. It was, yeah. You know what, like, to be honest, at the end, it was the perfect score, really. Hazard getting two, and um, Louis, and for you, obviously, the the clean sheet. Uh, Because at some stage, you know, West Ham looked looked like they might cause some problems, but yeah. um, yeah, it didn't happen. So, how is the how is the Amigos League looking? Yeah, so standings there are, are looking pretty good. So our friend of the pod, Paul Jones, that's at Sky Player in FPL, he's still on top with two thousand one hundred and thirty eight points. So he's having a super season at the moment, and he's followed in second place by Kevolution. That's Kevin Lautazar on 2098, and then apologies in advance for possibly terrible mispronunciation, but Klet Crisset, Crisset, something, Frode Strom, Strom, I'm really sorry, on 2,097 points. So, I mean, these guys are flying at the moment. They're they're flying well ahead of me. Um, second and third place looking very close, but uh, Paul's holding on strong, so it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. And now we'll move on to the big topic of the week. And as it turns out, we kind of have two big topics now based on what's happened this evening. But um, we're looking at chips and doubles still because we are right in the midst 
of uh, all the chaos that is the latter part of the season. So going into double game week 34, there is a double for Brighton and Cardiff um, ahead of the big double in 35. So there's lots of managers who are looking to wildcard this week, but there's also plenty who aren't. So we'll cover some of the players to look at and possibly avoid both Mars and I are in the wildcard category for this week. And so Mars is going to take us through some of his thinking for the wildcard. And I guess the first question really is, with the news of Harry Kane's uh, ankle injury to his left ankle, which I believe is the one that he had surgery on and has had a number of his issues with, and him hobbling down the tunnel it looks like he's going to be completely out of the reckoning, certainly for the double game week. So that leaves a big cane-sized hole in a lot of teams. What do we do? Yeah, well, what do we do? So <laughs> I was going to start by saying uh, Kane would be the first name on my yeah. uh, on my team, right? But um, yeah, that's no longer. So, I mean, listen, uh, we never wish injury on anybody and definitely not, on, you know, I, I feel sorry for Kane because... Uh, Tough year uh, for him in that regard. And Spurs, to be fair. And actually, it looks like Ali might have done something to his wrist as well. This is what people are saying. I don't know. I mean, he did come off. Um, I don't know if it's it's anything genuine. But if that's the case, then it looks like a repeat of what happened circa game week 23 to 26 when they had both of the manager. It's rough. Yeah, it is. It is. And... um... It's tough, but to be honest, like let, let's think about it from an FPL point of view. Yes, it's annoying because he's one of the first names down, a big player, but probably everybody would have had him, right? And everybody would have captained him. So this now opens opens avenues for people. Those I'll tell you who, who is lucky are uh, uh, these ones that without a wildcard that didn't have Kane. Because now they don't, yeah, they don't just have got to do any moves Well, exactly. They don't have to worry about bringing him in because obviously he's not cheap, so you'd have had to do at least two moves to bring him in. Um... But you know what? If you're on wild card and you were thinking between Kane and Aguero, or do you, can, can I fit Salah with this and that? Well, there's your answer. Uh, you can. Uh, because now you have one less premium forward to think about. And maybe makes Aguero more, a bit more nailed on as the premium striker or not. You know, the, the thing about strikers this, this week, if, if we start with the strikers, right? So my, my first yeah. one was, was Kane. And the second name would have been Jimenez for me. Because Wolves fixed... Yeah are just um, too good to ignore. If we now we obviously we need to see how they're bouncing back from the defeat because it was a horrible one to take, being two 0 up, ten minutes to go. But if you look at their fixtures, Southampton away, Brighton at home, even Arsenal at home, and all the way to the end, Watford, Fulham, and Liverpool, right last game of the season. So he can score in each in all of these games, and I would not. I had him uh, in my free. Uh, in, I didn't have him in the free hit, but I had him before leading up to the to game week 31, and I would not go into this wild card without him. Um, however, I'll probably will, what what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep Vardy, right? Because I think now we need yeah. to think about the single players as well, single game week players that are in form as well as the double. Obviously, we have a mini double, then the big double. So my plan was to keep Vardy for Newcastle Friday night captain or Friday night player, not captain, Friday night player. Keep him there. And then for 35, I see how Wolves are doing. Have they recovered from the defeat? Maybe maybe even they might rotate some players, having played 120 minutes, potentially, right? So, And then I'll bring him in. But he's definitely one that I'm going in with for the double game week. 
Uh, so now, yeah, and actually, I completely agree. And I'd say for most, he's one of the first names on the team sheet. Um, and yep. you raise a really interesting point there um, before we sort of move on from from strikers. Um, I think most were probably looking at Kane and uh, Jimenez and then someone else. And there's a couple of names there, thereabouts. But on single game weekers, Vardy becomes increasingly difficult to ignore. And we've seen time and again the punishment you get for disregarding inform uh, single game week he, players. He's absolutely on fire at the Unreal moment. Unreal at the moment. And Vardy is known for not scoring two, you know, more than one, right? Yeah. That, that was that was the thing. That was well, why I didn't captain he, him. Yeah. Well, he, bu- well. He, bu- he busted he busted that that myth. So yeah. um, I, I'm re- I'm I'm genuinely considering keeping him and then doing him. And as I know, uh, people say sometimes you you don't want to like think it. Keep, make a transfer just before yeah. the double game week or after the wild card, but I don't agree with that. I want to maximise the points, and I believe Vardy at home to Newcastle is potentially better than Jimenez away at Southampton. I could be wrong, but I'm happy to wait that week. And also, it uh, allows Wolves me to see. are iffy against the the relegation battling. They are actually. I mean, they are. You know, they especially are. with a bit of a hangover from the, exactly. the disappointment there. Yeah. Uh, I'd almost be more confident if they were playing a seemingly more difficult team. <laughs> yeah. And then the the third spot. The third spot is quite interesting, right? So, obviously... Um, There's a name me, there that's, that's uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about uh, that you don't particularly like. Oh, yeah. Well, 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 yeah, of course, Mr. Uh, Mr. Dini. I mean, yeah. don't, don't be shocked, but he's actually in one of my drafts. You know, sometimes ah, we have to let bygones be bygones. And, You're putting uh, aside you know, the grudge, possibly. Absolutely. Big cojones to step up in a cup semi and take yeah. his team into the, into extra time. You know, like uh, I joke about that. He, you know, he burnt me a couple of times. And But actually, you know, like, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, with their, Again, their fixtures, you know, you've got um, Watford are playing uh, Arsenal, Arsenal at home. We yeah. know how Arsenal then- are away. And... Uh, uh, Troy yeah. loves uh, loves uh, uh, a weak team, and then um, weak Huddersfield, Southampton, Huddersfield and Southampton, right? Wolves, Chelsea, and West Ham. So it's you know, I mean, neither Arsenal or Chelsea, who are the sort of top sides, seemingly they've got their uh, the w- super reliable. So. Yeah, the way I'm looking at this is I'm looking at uh, three game weeks, maybe four. So 34, yeah. the double in 35, and 36. Because yeah, that will allow me a transition into 36 as well. I'm not really too worried about 37 and 38 because I can do transfers later on. Yeah. So I think if you look at 34 and the double 35, D has some great fixtures. And that obviously brings in Delefeo as well. So for me, it was it's either or. I don't think I'll go with both because I'm having Foster. And listen, I don't like to triple up on teams that not at the top six. It's just something that I don't... So I say this, but then... I will explain what, why I'm why I'm doing the differently with with Brighton. But when when there is premium teams playing like City, Spurs, um, you know, uh, well, City and Spurs, you've got United, Arsenal. For me, I didn't want to have uh, three from each of those, like you know, from Watford and Brighton, and then limit my premium players. But I definitely will have a minimum of two from Watford based on those fixtures. I might even now with the injuries, I might change it and have three. But before so. My plan, Dean is absolutely an option. I'm also looking at uh, Mr. Murray for 34. 
So I'm actually thinking of starting with Vardy and Murray and then going into 35, minus four, I don't really care, you know me, and bringing in Murray and Jimenez. Um, well, it's not a double game week if you haven't taken some kind of a hit, Mars. Well, exactly. I feel like very exactly. concerned about but, what's you know, Murray is kind of a punt. Um, he hasn't scored for a while, but he's got two amazing home fixtures. Even if he plays 120 minutes out of the 180. I mean, Bournemouth at home and Cardiff at home. Honestly, if and you Bournemouth don't... are on the beach, so... Well, it's yeah. Kind of and, and Cardiff, Cardiff needs to go for it. So oh, no, that they're might, not relegated yet. You're they're right. not relegated yet. They're not relegated yet. They need to go for it. So I think I think it's an opportunity that I, I don't particularly want to miss. So it, I did again. It's between him and Knockout, but I think I'm settled on Murray for now. So that that then gives me. And then if we stick with Brighton again, I'm going triple Brighton because of those fixtures and because they're cheap and I can bench them. Not amazing bench moves for 35. I've got to admit because their fixtures in 35 are not great. So I'm selling Murray. But Duffy and Dunk, Duffy and Dunk, will be my two defenders that I'm keeping. Yeah. Duffy is one of the first names, to be honest. I mean, if you look I at his so. stats, you watch the games. He goes for all the set pieces. He's one of their main players. I think both of them will start both games, along with Ryan. I think those three are probably the guaranteed guys. The reason I'm not yeah. going for Ryan is because my keepers at the moment I mentioned Foster because of the fixtures. I think they're really good. And I think at Watford defence is always chopping and changes. So I want somebody who I know will start. There's concerns, people saying, oh, will he give Gomez a game? No, he won't. Gomez will no, play the cup. He's already, and also, he's already come out and said, uh, basically, I will refuse if asked to play in the yeah, FA Cup. Yeah, exactly. But so, w- people are worried, will they give him the last game? Well, I'm not worried about 38 right now. All I care about is get yeah. me the points. Get me the points from... 30 for in the double game week uh, and beyond for now 35 36 the reason i didn't mention 34 is because my other keeper who will be starting is Laurie. so yeah. Laurie's will be my keeper from 34 i look so taking the three to four games into account if you look at spurs they've got huddersfield you know what i say um <laughs> and then Okay. Well, that ship has sailed. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. we already no. know what the story with them is. Hashtag, hashtag no disrespect. So you've got Huddersfield, <laughs> Man City, Brighton and West Ham. And then Bournemouth and Everton. I mean, Laurie could be my keeper from now till the end of the season. Yeah, yeah I know he's, he's prone to a mistake or two, but you saw today he even saved the penalty, which was brilliant for his confidence. Uh, but also, there is... No, like there's, you can't feel confident. We were talking about uh, chopping and changing with Watford. There is a degree of that as well for Spurs. Yeah. Centre-backs aren't really that inspired um, in terms of their attacking potential. And to be honest, there has been some movement uh, among them. And Vertonghen's had a few injuries. Yeah. So I, I completely agree with you there on um, Larice looking. Initially, I had initially I had Alderweireld. And Vitongen, like I swapped between them, but then I thought, you know what, I can save the money, and Lurie just just stays there. It allows allows me to have a double double um, Brighton defence. Again, both of them will be benched, but it's a bench boost anyway. And moving forward, I can play one or not because if we now go back to the defence, so we know we've got Duffy and Dunk, right? So Brighton, because of their double game, the double double, they stay there. Um, I'm keeping Robinson for now. I need. I mean, we just listen. There's a if you look at the fixtures, there are actually not many premium defenders that no, stand out because, because they're tough games. 
They're tough yeah. games for everybody. And Robertson... It's actually hard to spend the money in defence at the moment. I completely agree with you. Well, I, I, I have spent a bit. So for me, Laurie, and I'm keeping Robertson because of the value. But I've seen people ask, do I swap to Trent? I mean, listen, I think if you've got Robert all this way, you just keep him. He's just had a nice rest. Yes, Trent is good, but he could easily be moved one of the games for Gomez to come back or, <clears throat> you know, uh, just, just, I don't know. Both of them are good, and I think it's a flip of the coin. Uh, I can see the I can see the benefit on a wild card if you want to save a million, but if you've got so much value in him, I would keep him and stick with him if you can make it. Otherwise, I w- I wouldn't swap personally, but I can see why people would to save that money. But if you look at the fixtures again, Chelsea, okay, tough game. Then Cardiff, then Huddersfield. So that talking about that transmission transition into 36. I need a Liverpool defender. Liverpool defense is quite strong at the moment, so I'm keeping Robertson. Um, one of the first players that I always go for in double game weeks is Laporte. I just think he's solid. Yeah. He's reliable. City have tough fixtures, but I, that doesn't normally put me off. He still has an attack. In every double game week, he's, he's returned an assist so far or a goal, right? So, I know, and I haven't gone for him in either of them. <laughs> so I think right now he's in, but he's one of those that I could move if I want to save money. Um, and then the last name, Again, that's just, so originally I had Valerie from Southampton, right? Because I was yeah. spending money somewhere else. But then when I looked at my bench, I was like, you know, Va- uh, a Southampton defender and two Brightons, I, I wasn't too keen. I've actually gone for Doherty. So, uh, again, the- oh, yeah. <laughs> so if, if, you look, if you look at their fixtures, again, talking about Wolves, um, they got Southampton away, but they, uh, we just, you know, Brighton, Arsenal... I, I can see them keeping at least one clean sheet. And he, I've not had him all season. And I just think maybe it's the right time Join. to have him now. <laughs> Join. Um, do you know what makes me angry? Because I've had him since about game week five, I think. Um, and he certainly has been in an attacking dry spell of late. But what on earth is with his form in the FA Cup? I think he's like I know, it's crazy, right? And a bunch of assists. I just, cr- it makes me really annoyed. It's crazy. <laughs> So like I've supported you for so long, dude. What is going on? It is. I was looking at his like goal returns and assists and stuff, and he has dried up. And he's one of those that normally gets rested in a double game week. So again, yeah. I'll be watching out. I, I, I wouldn't be so. So he'll be on my bench for for this game week because I wouldn't be surprised if they decide to uh, ro- rotate players, freshen up after after yeah. 120 minutes. Yeah. Um, but I think he's uh, he's one of those that might change. So, so that's the defence. So the reason I'm going through it is to, to, to help people understand why I'm thinking about those players and the teams that we're looking at. So if you can see so far, and I'll say it now, I don't have any Arsenal players and I don't intend on having any Arsenal players. I considered Leno, but to be honest, I prefer Lurie. I don't like their defenders. I, I had Kolasnac in one, of my, in one of my drafts, but they are so weak defensively that you're literally praying for an assist. I think my defenders that I have between them at least can have a clean sheet in one of the two games or the three games coming up, 34 and 35. So, but I can't rely on Arsenal with their away form. I think there's only one game at home against Brighton, maybe Crystal Palace, but we know how Palace love to play away from home. So yeah. I can see them scoring in that one. And then you look at their midfield and I have no idea. Who, I'd love to pick Ramsey, but I don't know if he'll play because he keeps chopping and changing. And it's the same with the, with the forwards. I love Boomerang. I love Lacazette. But they're both either really frustrating we need to see what happens in Europa. Or you don't know who's going to start. 
and I think a form thing as well I you know like Lacazette seemingly the most trustworthy for his ability to return and and certainly has had the form but they are diabolical away and yep. he was so unconvincing he spent the majority of that match rolling around on the floor four so, out of the six games are away so for me listen yeah. you can't have them all and I've decided that I'm not having any Arsenal players the other team that at the moment I have nobody from is United by the way because same. I just think again um Pogba I had before he's playing too deep I can see I've seen people say oh Oh, he's a differential because people are selling him. Well, maybe, but people are selling him for a reason. Um, Rashford is going to be playing more on the wing now. Lukaku's back. Um, I see better value in the keep. It's just I, the derby, the, the the City United derby. I mean, I I want United to win, and I'll be supporting United in that game. But I think there's better value for me and more secure players somewhere else. Other teams I, that I'm avoiding. Yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say on United, I have two words for you, and it's like a life lesson. Actually, do you know what? It's even bigger than that. So this time around, it was Ashley Young. Last season, it was on the basis of a lot of people on Twitter saying, don't play Smalling, he's a rotation risk. You should go Eric Bailly, he's really safe. And listening to that and getting one point versus like 20, I'm never going United defence in a double game. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, listen, I can see the, you know, we said West Ham are on on the beach drinking mimosas, right? So I can see uh, there's the, you know, it's enticing to bring in a forward or if you have them to keep them just like I'm doing with Vardy, for example. I think if I had Rashford, I would have kept him for a game against West Ham and then moved him out. for the double game week, potentially if I was on a wild card, uh, because of the they play in Everton away and City. It's it's not easy games, and I think there's easier games there. We could be wrong. They could turn it on because they still need to be top four. But again, you can't have them all, and I've decided that I'm not having any of their players. Cardiff is another team that I'm not having any of their players. I looked at Etheridge, but to be honest, I prefer Laurie and Foster. Um, and the only other player I might consider is Kamarasa. But right now. Um, with with my other moves depends now with the with the Kane injury if I decide to stick Jimenez in early or Dini in early then I don't have to make those two moves I might gamble with Camarasa in double game week 34 because he's the talisman if you if, you know as uh, the boys who got the assist use that word a lot uh, for, for Cardiff and if if they're going to score or do something he's highly likely to be involved so it's a it's a good gamble for 34 but not moving forward. I mean, he doesn't have a double in 35. They're playing Liverpool. Okay, at home, they're quite strong. But moving on, I think he's, unless you bench him, could be an option, but I'm, if you need to enable somewhere else. But again, for me, Cardiff, I'm not, I'm not looking at. Um, one of the teams that everybody's talking about is Southampton. I can see why. But actually, when you look at their fixtures, they're not, that, they're not the kindest. Um, they've got uh, Wolves at home, Newcastle away, and Watford away. Then Bournemouth at home in 36. Newcastle and Watford away. Mm. Watford are on fire. Newcastle away. Newcastle at home will see Southampton as a game that you know, Rafa's very calculated and he will see that as a must three points. Now I originally had Ward Prowse so I had to downgrade to bring in Doherty. So I've gone for Hoiberg because I watch, when I watch Southampton that guy is always bombing forward always involved. He seems yeah, to start no, every game. he was game. on my bench for most of the season and all of his goals were while he was on yeah, they're enablers. Valerie's a good option too if you want. You know, if you want cheap defenders, I'm trying to maximize my bench boost as 
as much as possible. And with two Brighton defenders, I just think having a Southampton defender as well is just going to, you know, I, I can't see where the points are going to come from apart from just match points, you know, playing. But yeah. Valerie's a good option and he has a goal in him. Ward Prass has got set pieces. But to be honest, I can save the money on Ward Prass who's dried that. Can't, Ward, Ward Prass is similar to Milo, uh, Milo. You're looking for a set piece. Now, of course, we know Milo, Milo got the penalty, but I wouldn't say that Southampton are as lucky. But, you know, if you want him as an enabler, they are, they are a good option. I'm not saying they're not. I just decided that I'm only going to have at the moment. Yeah, and actually, I, I, and I'll go through it um, shortly, but uh, I've done a bit of an analysis on some of the sort of budget but not super budget midfielders that are currently under discussion for a cool. lot of people at the moment, and Ward Prowse comes into that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And then, so to, to finish the midfield off, I've got Son. I mean, Thank now you. with the Ken injury, I think he's yeah. definitely... He's he's not penciled. He's inked in. I think with Ken, people are worried about him not playing against Huddersfield. Well, I've got a bench for a reason. If he doesn't play, it then guarantees that he plays in 35. And in fact, it's a stronger bench than usual because it's for a bench boost. So people should be bearing that in mind as well. Not even in 34. I've got yeah. Well, I built up for 35. So my no, players, sorry, it, that's what I mean. You're, yeah. you're building up for 35, so exactly. your bench will yeah. be stronger for 34 than it yeah. usually would be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. I've been switching so the, the the last couple of spots really now that Kane is injured I'm going to see if I can fit Salah in along with Aguero but at the moment I've got De Bruyne and that's the main reason that I've put him back in is because he didn't play today so he definitely is going yeah. to start the next game I don't fancy City at Palace I'm, I think it's a tough game but which is why I'm originally if I didn't have Aguero I would have brought him in after the City game uh, after the Palace game, so he would have been for Vardy, for example, right? When I said the two, the two, one of the two changes would have been Aguero coming in when what after they played City because uh, after they played Palace. But you know, if you set up, if you're setting up your team, of, of you know, for me, Aguero is one. Will he start? Yes, he's ahead of Jesus, and he came off early today. He will play. Uh, Palace is not an easy game. Pep is going to put his strongest team out, but the fact that De Bruyne didn't play. Um, this game, and he's been playing a lot of double game weeks as well. Well, he was he was actually one of the first on my team sheet. Yeah, he's back in there. Really, um, yeah. At the moment, I've got Hota and Delefeu, but that's because I had expensive forwards. That so I'll touch both of them. So Hota and Jimenez, I just love the way they link up together. I don't I don't need to go three Wolves, so I might uh, Hota might go. Uh, to make up for a Liverpool midfielder because I want a Liverpool midfielder in there for 35 and 36. And then Delefeu, if I have Dini, I want to have Del Boy. Depends on his injury. At the moment, he's just in there, just a makeshift, but he could easily be moved out. Um, uh, for, for Again, whilst I... These are like just some of the budget midfielders that I know are doing well and have a double game week. So I've kind of put them in my team. Yeah, and I think on on budget midfielders, this is an interesting double game week because of the fact that there are teams, you know, particularly Watford, uh, Wolves and Southampton. And Southampton's it's not terrible. I mean, they're not great, right? But they all have reasonable fixtures. So given that, uh, particularly with the case of Southampton, you know, they're still very deeply in the relegation zone. They have to get results, and they succeeded last season in in doing that. Um, so 
it's very possible to have a strong enough bench to be able to deliver you returns given the pricing of some of these options and a number of them are in form. So, you know, especially with the cane injury now, I, I think it opens the, the door for a lot of people to be able to afford a a strong 15 uh, bench boost, uh, probably more so than uh, they would have before Kane's injury. And certainly for people who may not have um, a great team value uh, now that they're selling off players, I think it makes a, a huge impact for them. But, I mean, it's interesting to hear your thoughts on Wildcard because um, very much in in line with my thinking on, on a lot of those points. Uh, before I get to the budget midfielders, one thing I did have a quick look at before we started the pod was um, – Spurs attack. So just looking at them last time Kane was out, we don't have to go that far back. It's just to uh, game week 23 to 26. So those four game weeks when Kane was out, and we all thought he was going to be out longer than that. But as it turned out, he wasn't. So as we know, in that time, Son missed game week 23 because he was um, playing in the Asian Games or the Asian Cup, whichever one it was. Um, but he did play for game week 24 to 26 when he carried the Spurs team and he scored a goal in each of those. And he had previously been on excellent form before he went away uh, for those matches anyway. So Son automatically looks the strongest attacking option there. I don't think anyone's going to go into this game week without him and certainly not at his price point. Then we look at Ericsson. So Ericsson played all the matches and he's been playing 90 minutes in all of his matches. In that time, he got a goal and an assist in game week 26. Uh, I believe that was against Leicester. And then he got an assist in 23 against Fulham. So one goal, two assists in those four game weeks. It's not too bad. Um, then Ali. So Ali's a tough one to call because he only played one game, which was the Fulham game in 23, and then he went out injured. Um, and then he was out and didn't come back until after Kane returned. If Ali has indeed injured his wrist in some fashion that could leave him out, this could see us looking at the game week 23 to 26 period even more closely because of the fact that neither Kane nor Ali would be in the team, potentially. So you can absolutely look at this period for clues. Uh, the other one is Lorente, of course. Now, I believe that he has some sort of injury or he's uh, yellow flagged at the moment. Um, he played or featured in all of the matches, um, but in game week 25, it was only a 30-minute appearance for him. Uh, so he got a goal and an assist in game week 24, and then he got an assist in both 25 and 26. So to be fair, quite respectable for someone who is 5.1. I think given the fact that there are interesting and really inform options up front, cheap options as well outside of, say, Aguero or, or Vardy as a single game weeker, it becomes difficult to look at Lorente when you probably want to be looking at those instead. But, you know, as as, as a super differential, um, okay, it, it's not as risky, I would say, or crazy a move as it might have been 
before Kane's last injury when he basically got no game time. And Lucas Moura was out injured for most of it. So, you know, he obviously, he came on for Kane today um, and you would expect him to feature more heavily than he did last time Kane and Ali were out because, as I said, he was injured and he played about 100 minutes over two games. Um, so he he could factor in. So those are just some – that's some food for thought. I mean, I think it makes sense to go Son. I think it makes sense to go the likes of Larice because of his stability. Uh, you have money, and they are a team that I can see keeping clean sheets, not just – you know, I think they can keep one clean sheet, not the City match during the double, but they do have Huddersfield and they do have other really good fixtures. So if you're looking at the course of this period, I think it makes sense, particularly given that – you know, outside of Liverpool, it, it's hard to see the draw with some of the premium uh, defensive assets. Um, so, any thoughts? So, tell us about this. Uh, yeah, no, I, I com- completely, completely agree with you. Completely agree with you. So, um, what? Give us those um, stats that you have on those budget midfielders. Yeah. Yeah, so I had a quick look at uh, a bunch of different stats to try and get a sense of, you know, who who's leading really the charge for me um, for these budget midfielders. I say budget, but they're kind of budget to mid-price. So I had a look at Delafeu, Ward-Prowse, Jota and Dekure. Okay, so the first three are, I would say, the most heavily backed in conversations that we're seeing uh, for this kind of price point. Dekure comes into it because of his guarantee on minutes and, and also because, let's face it, he was a bit of a champion, an unexpected champion in that last double game week. And he does score goals. Um, so I had a quick look at them. Fixture-wise, it's fairly hard to split and they all have pretty a pretty decent mix of fixtures. Um, so you can kind of go either way. And they're all ranging between 5.1 for Ward-Prowse and then up to 6.1 for Jota in terms of price. Minutes, Ducure and Ward-Prowse have been winning that battle. Ducure always plays. Ward-Prowse has not always been guaranteed, but certainly for the six game weeks that I'm having a look at here, uh, and this is the last six games that they've each played in the league, bear in mind, because some of them have had doubles and, and missed some and so on. But he's been consistent feature in that time. So you can definitely argue that Delafeu and, and Jota are the, the more risky options there in terms of their minutes. However, they both did start both matches in the last double game week, and this was ahead of uh, a very important FA Cup quarterfinal. So given that that's not the case now, Watford don't have their final until after game week 38. Uh you know, I, I don't know that we're going to be as concerned about rotation there. Regardless, I think both of them have the capacity to deliver you points, even though Delafeu didn't actually do that in the double game week. Um, so looking at their average points over, per, this is per game for the last six game weeks, we've got Jota on top with 6.4, Delafeu at 6.2, Ward-Prowse at 5.5 and then Ducure at 4.7. Really, Ducure's numbers were inflated by that double game week. Um, looking at goals, we've got Ward-Prowse and Delafeu on top with three goals apiece. 
and the other two have two goals. And then on assists, Delafeu and Jota take the cake with two assists. So we can see in terms of attacking returns, Delafeu is sort of leading the charge here with three goals and two assists. On shots per match, we've got Delafeu with 1.7 shots. Point, uh, sorry, and then one of those on average on target. Ward Prowse, 1.5 shots, which is not bad for his price, 0.7 on target, so his lower accuracy. Jota starts to look a bit dodgy in this. He's one, averaging one shot, 0.3 on target, which isn't great, but, um, you know, he's getting them in, I guess, is is the thing somehow. Um, and then Decoure, 1.3 and 0.7 on target. And the clear winner on attempted assists is Ward Prowse, who's averaging 1.5, while the other three are 0.7. So he's double the uh, effort there. So it's a bit of a tricky one because I would have statistically, Jota doesn't come out as strongly as the others. But I think when you watch him play and you see how he's the way he's playing with Jimenez. You know, they they just look a really strong combination together. So I would still, despite the numbers, I would still favour him. I think Delafeu and Ward Prowse is actually a bit closer than it would seem. Ward Prowse is going to be really important to Southampton's effort to stay up, but he's still what he is. As you said earlier, Mars, you are relying on set pieces here because that's really where the bulk of his returns come. Um, not so dissimilar to Milivojevic, um, and Delafeu is. You know, he did really well in the FA Cup match on the weekend, super attacking when he wants to be. Um, so he's a bit more of a volatile pick. But I, I think that there – so you've got Decoure for – if all you want is stability, absolutely going to play. Decoure is probably the pick. He plays for Watford and he seems to be playing in a more attacking role now. I would argue the most exciting pick is probably Delafeu followed by Jota. And Ward-Prowse is kind of, you're on a bench boost. So if you can push up to him as your fifth midfielder, I think you're doing well. You are relying on set pieces largely, but he still has respectable numbers there. And given his price, I mean, none of us balked at uh, going for David Brooks at 5.1 when he was delivering the goods. So there's no argument for being able to pull together a team that has decent options at a decent price point. We, that has been something of a gift with this double game week. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see which way people go. Very interesting. Right, so we, uh, I think we've covered a lot on wildcard. Obviously, free hit is something similar. If you've still got a free hit, you can look at what we've just said. Um, the players that we I talked about are what you look at for transfers. And if you still have your triple captainship, do not put it on. Obviously, now Kane is not there. That would be <laughs> yeah. really frustrating. But, you know, <laughs> just wait and see. We Just wait and see. But I think we've covered it all, Carly. So, shall, we, uh, shall we get into some of the listener questions? Yeah, absolutely. And I, look, I think they'll pick up anything that we've... Uh, We've we've missed there. So um, let's let's start off with a fun one. Uh, we always get a, a random question from Jeff at Thunder Sixty Six UK, and this one's a doozy. So 
His question reads, Bad news, guys. Superman, Spider-Man and Wonder Woman have become dispirited and quit crime fighting. The world urgently needs three new superheroes. We are depending on you. Could you each tell me what your new superhero is called and what your superpower would be? Mars, take it away. I'll be uh, Mr. Relaxing. I'll just relax everybody. Everybody seems to be on edge. Everybody, everybody just seems to be on edge and like worried. Just relax. Everything will be all right. Don't worry. Be happy. <laughs> you know, so I'll, I'll just have the power to relax people and make them just chill. No more ranting. Just chill. Enjoy the you game. Know, they, have, they have different substances that do that as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, mine is natural. Mine is natural, natural. And, and, and legal outside of Holland. <laughs> Very good. What, what, what about you? What what superwoman? What what superhero would you heroine would you be? Well, I gave this some thought because obviously I wanted something that could be sort of slightly beneficial to other people, but uh, also selfishly beneficial for myself. So I've decided that I would want elemental control, and the reason for this is right. So this this kind of is that whole thing where you can you know fire and water and you know. I don't know what the earth thing is, but just about something to do with that anyway, wind. So I'd like this because it's really beneficial, not least of which because I can grow coffee beans, right? I can produce water. I can heat up the water, which then gives me coffee, right? So then I'm having caffeine all the time. I can actually save people on their morning commute by providing them with coffee naturally myself, <laughs> right? And, you know, on occasion, I'll actually help actually help maybe save people from buildings and put out some fires and stuff. But, like, I'll be in a really good mood. So I'm probably more inclined to do that anyway. So that's me. Um, I think it's, it's, it's true, to, true to form, you know, rather than just like anyone could say invisibility, you know. But what does being invisible help you do but curve on people or listen in on conversations? It's weird, right? So It is, yeah. We, what, do you think, what do you think Don will be? Some sort of, some sort of authoritarian. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, <laughs> I'm trying to Im- imagine. Um, I don't know. Maybe we could call him the old sage, the uh, you know, uh, with imparting wisdom or something. Um, <laughs> I don't know. All right. Not like that one. What other Sorry, questions not. do we have? Okay, so Paul at Skyplayer in FPL says, Hey guys, no wild card here, but still a couple of relevant questions from me. One of them, sorry, uh, Paul, not so much anymore, but anyway. So first question is, Kane, Aguero, both or none? Right, Marzi? Well, Aguero, <laughs> that's nice Stop. and easy. Listen, <laughs> I, just, I just had a quick look at Ben Dinnery's timeline. Uh, basically said, don't expect anything from Pochettino. We need 48 hours. So we will know before the deadline. So yeah. what I suggest you do is uh, sell Kane right now because probably a lot of people sell him because his price is going to drop and you might buy him cheaper by Friday if he's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And look, we, we may even know more um, next week in case he happens to be back after your wild card or something, uh, you know, yeah. like I wouldn't be sweating it. I'd be going making plans without him and then deal with the situation as it comes. Exactly. Um, exactly. So then second question, and, and this becomes more um, a slightly different question now, I think with, with the cane piece removed, but um, 
Is there an argument to go without any City assets despite them being the top scoring team in the league? And it's interesting because I think that there was a lot of people not completely bypassing City, but where we'd usually load up on, say, three, uh, looking at maybe sneaking one in because of released budgets now with Kane out and people probably definitely going Aguero where they might not have before. Um, you know, I, I would say that there, there probably is more scope to look at City these days and, and Liverpool as well. What do you think, Mars? Um, I think uh, I can see why, because they do have some tough fixtures and the Champions League yeah. and the rotation. But for example, if you really want starters, Edison, Laporta, I think will start. Looks like KDB is going to be left for the league, yeah. potentially. Okay. Um, and listen, Aguero's going to start most games. I mean, again, they are tough games. Do you want to go without them? I, th- I had two, and I th- uh, but now I think with... Uh, I think I'm going to end up with three, to be honest. It's city, city or City. Uh, yes, they're tough games, but they can still score. And uh, highly likely that, you know, players that were just named will be involved. De Bruyne, Aguero. So I can see why, because they do have some tough fixtures, but they're also going for the title. Uh, just stay away from the fringe players that you know get rotated, yeah. you know? The Silvers. Don't go David Silva. <laughs> the Silvers. Mendy. Yeah. Okay, Mendy didn't play, so he might play next week. But will he play three games in a, in, in a row? I doubt, I doubt it very much. Walker, Stones, Company, Otamendi, um, all these guys, Mares, they all get rotated. Sane. Um, Sterling is an interesting one because I had him in my original draft. But I can't have, you know, Sterling is a really interesting one. Um, I think he's also, will be he will be rotated. We know that. Um, so I think for me that that... that the ones that I can certainly see starting are people like Edison, Laporte, KDB, and Aguero. I, I think would so. Agree, yeah, I, I, I'm not. I would not be looking outside of them this time, no matter how great Sterling is. I just think um, you, it, it is a wild card. Well, for me, it's a wild card for a bench boost, and so that Sterling money is. It, it would be a real luxury to have it all in him, yeah. and I, I just think for someone who. I wouldn't be perceiving as playing more than one match and not a great fixture at that. I'd rather take some of that and spread it yeah. around my team to give myself best chance of, of points. It could um, allow me to have Salah plus KDB plus Aguero, yeah. but don't go for Sterling. And That's listen, a potent combination. It, it is. I currently have that right now. Just changed my team around with the Kane injury. Because <laughs> <laughs> I really, I mean, I had Mane, but I just love Salah. And, and listen, I'll go with either of them. I'll definitely want to keep one of them. That's yeah, for sure. With the fixtures coming up. We have two um, teams here, two highly attacking teams. Yeah. Uh, with a lot of potential that are still fighting it out. And this could go to the bitter end between the two of them. So they both want results in every single match. And I think it makes sense to have players from those teams, especially attacking players. And and in Liverpool's case, because of the fixtures and how strong they've been at home um, and and defensively in general, it it makes sense to have one of their defenders as well. Um, So moving on then, Ryan uh, says, uh, so that's Ryan at Fantasy Yamaha says, you know the saying, throw your hands in the air like you just don't care. Why bother doing that in the <laughs> first place if you don't care? I feel like this is chicken and egg. This one I had to read like three times. So it's just really profound. <laughs> <laughs> That's It's too clever for him. I'm, I'm surprised he wrote I don't think he wrote it. Oh, he probably got it out of some sort of 
riddle <laughs> we're on to you ryan um okay so then andre l at andre l0313 says looking at wildcard what to do with triple leicester assets that's fardy tillsman at uh, tillemans and Pereira. um this is interesting i think Certainly Vardy and Tillemans have super form at the moment. I wouldn't be keeping Pereira on a wild card. I think I'd probably be getting selling Tillemans as well, despite him being in fabulous form. I just think that you've you've a lot of interesting options that we've looked at, but it depends how aggressively you want to play. Vardy, I absolutely think that there is merit uh, in going with him. Certainly for 34, I think there could be an argument for keeping him uh, for 35, uh, up until maybe 36 against Arsenal. Their last couple of fixtures are a bit nasty. Um, but if you – and we've talked about keeping single-game weekers who are in form, I, I don't think it's a in any way a stupid move to do that. I'd have a look at the strikers with one likely now gone in Kane. Um, you maybe have some room there, and if you – don't want to go with what will probably be the popular combination of Aguero, Jimenez and Dini, then it's definitely something that you could look at at holding on to. Um, so second part of his question is, keep Hazard over Salah or who is the third best striker to go with Kane and Jimenez if I let Vardy go? Oh, well, there we go. So Kane's gone. So um, who... I mean, I guess we're saying Aguero, we think, instead of Kane, right, Mars? Um, and then for the yep. third striker, I think maybe You've he goes to or, or, you know, maybe he goes somewhere else. But um, there's some options there. Jimenez, Dini, Mori, Vardy, there's lots of options. Yeah, strikers, there's, you know... There's no limit uh, in terms of the options there. And what do you think in terms of um, keep Hazard over Salah? It's not something I'm thinking of, no matter how amazing he looked last night, and he really did. He looked excellent, Hazard. Um, but it's no, just... I just don't, don't trust Chelsea too much. I mean, we have to remember <laughs> that he was playing West Ham. Uh, he could turn up at exactly. Anfield and rip it like he did before in the Carling Cup. And Capoeira, Capoeira, whatever it's called, CC. It, it wouldn't surprise me, but no overall fixtures and everything. I'm looking and at. And they still um, by in, and they're still. We don't know who they're going to play. I mean, you know, do no. Ruben Loftus Cheek and Hudson Odoi play again, or are we back to Pedro and William? I mean, you know, they play in. They play in Burnley in 35. Burnley could still be fighting for their life, but it's not the toughest of games. Um, but then, you know, they do have United away, which both teams will be going for. Um, and Watford at home. So it's not the toughest of games. Might bring him back in after 36. But at the moment, he's not somebody that I'm looking at. If I look at yeah. the Liverpool fixtures, I think I prefer the Liverpool fixtures. I think it goes back to what you were saying about the sort of... It's almost like a game of, of two halves here. You've kind of got to get through 34 to 36 transitioning yeah. in and out of your wild card and bench boost. Exactly. And then you almost look at the last two, and often you have to because, right, like things tend to be a lot more settled come 37 and at 38. So you yeah. can start to see a bit more rotation happening there or, you know, maybe people are still fighting. But it is a last push and it's almost like a completely separate thing. So at that point you may decide, 
it, you're reading the tea leaves and it looks like Hazard's a great <coughs> idea. But um, at the moment, I think that Salah has more to fight for and has better fixtures. So I would be looking at Salah or Mane, depending on... He looked really dangerous today, yet so frustrating. So frustrating. Yeah. He's desperate to score more. I was shouting, like, pass it or do something. I really and- just thought he'd, uh, you know, getting that goal on Friday... I mean, the relief was palpable. From yeah, him, monkeys right? off like his shoulder, right? You can so see. clear. But he still has that frustration about him. He does, he does. He's trying too hard. Today I saw a different... Today I saw a physical Salah. I don't know if Porto were quite weak, but I saw Salah... Because he's been... The one thing that's been annoying me about him is he's been pushed easily off the ball. Can't take yeah. it past people. But today I saw him pushing people. And stuff. I, I see a different one. I, I don't know why I fancy him more than Mane. Yeah, and I just agree. And Mane is so. The thing we have to remember about Mane is he's such a patchy player, right? He, he is, really he does is. go on beautiful runs, but then nothing for a while. It's yeah. not like on off, on off. Great finish I mean, today. I know it was ruled off, ruled offside, yeah. but it was a great. It was a great volley. He hasn't but the thing scored is, in a couple of games now, and I the think thing is. Patch. If if it was Kane and Aguero, I might have had to go with Mane. But now the fact yeah. that I don't have to have Kane, and it's Good not choice. it's not replacing Kane with Aguero because most of I've had both and most have both. It's actually downgrading Kane down to somebody like I don't know your Jimenez or you, the amount of money that you're getting. There's you, there's there's some good money there that you can upgrade in other places, um, which what which what makes yeah. me go towards Salah, rightly or wrongly, over Mane anyway and Hazard. Yeah. So back to the question. Yeah. Um, okay, so next question is from Morpheus Fire. That's at Morpheus Fire. So he says, hello, folks. I have Haz, Hig, Pereira, and Vardy. No chips. Want Kane and Duffy. Uh-uh. Duffy's obviously a keeper, but Kane's gone now. Which other two should I go for with 17.8 million? No more double treble-ups. I mean, to be honest, I'd be wanting Higuain out of my team. Yeah, get Aguero. Uh, get Aguero instead of Kane. Right now, yeah. if you don't, if you don't have, and that, you've you've got an extra bit of money in the bank there um, yeah. after that. But I would, I would say seventeen. Off the top of my head, that's probably Aguero plus Yota or Delefeo or you know you can keep Hazard. He can afford to keep Hazard if he doesn't have chips, and you don't need to sell Hazard to get Kane right now. Yeah, but I'd Hazard. be wanting Higuain out. Um, oh yeah, Higuain needs to go. Yeah, and. Uh, not loving the Pereira thing, but he, you know he's not as bad. Higuain is the desperate one. You could absolutely keep Hazard um, if you don't. You might need to kid. sell him to fund Aguero from from Higgy to Aguero or whatever. But yeah. you know now the fact that Gain is not there, you can look somewhere else, and I think you can make some good moves. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, okay, so there's a second part to this, and he says sort of Jota, Delafeu, Jimenez. Uh, Dini, Rashford, Laka, Oba, Martial, anyone from City. Uh, thanks and hope uh, the Marple Curse gets well soon. All right, so we've covered off some of this. I think those first four you mentioned, uh, probably the, the key picks there outside of, say, the likes of um, Aguero or, or City options that we discussed. But Jota, Delafeu, Jimenez, Dini all look like really decent options. Rashford is a bit of a tricky one. Neither of us are particularly convinced in. Um, United, we come back to the question of does Lukaku play and just United in general just seem a bit off the boil. Um, Lacazette and Aubameyang, I mean, Aubameyang I wouldn't be going near at the moment. He's 
sort of not been getting the minutes, illness or whatever you want to call it. Um, Lacazette is certainly the form player there, but again, there could be rotation and they are just really not strong away and pretty much all of their games are away. So I, I wouldn't be looking at them personally. Um, okay. Jimmy Mac and Cheese at Claret FPL says thoughts on Aguero for the rest of the season. Um, and then he also mentions Delafeu or Decore. So what do you think, Mars? We've kind of touched on it, but is there anything extra to add there for him? Delafeu or who, sorry? Decore. I think Decore is, um, he's actually more expensive than the he is, yeah. He, he's uh, about point three. Point three, three yeah. Point two, point three. Point two, L- yeah. Listen, I mean, because he scored, he's coming up, and I, a player that I like, but I think Derefeo has that potential to explode, yes. like he did, and he's done it again at the cup. Now he's obviously slightly. Uh, I think he came off injured, so let's see what what the prognosis on that one. But I would rather him, to be honest. Yeah, I would agree. And we're we're both pro Aguero, so uh, I, I think go for it. All right, next one, FPL DJ, that's Dom J at Dominic 85506257. Oof, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, okay. Um, thoughts on Delafeu, Jota, and JWP, that's Ward Prowse. If you had to pick two of these three, which two? Well, we've talked through the numbers and everything. Um I get the sense from you that it's Delafeu and Shota. For you, is it Marzi? If you've got the choice of the three, sort of money aside. Uh, yeah, I, I, to be honest, any two of those three is good enough. Uh, I just, yeah. I, I prefer, I prefer Del Boy and Jota for more consistent returns and goals so far. But if budget is an issue, then Ward Price absolutely is, a, is is an option. Yeah, and I think look, uh, he's he's pretty key to their uh, ability to stay up. So there's absolutely just case in looking at him, particularly if you have budget constraints and maybe just shy of uh, getting both of the other two. So I think if you look at those three, as many will, and it's kind of a, a pick and mix between them, I, I think you can't go too far wrong. And any is a really valid choice. Um, we could all pick one and it should have been the other and it's going to be really hard for us to know which are the ones that are going to be on song that day. Um all right, we're back to Jeff at Thunder66UK with an FPL question this time. Hola, amigos. My wish from last week is that Don is feeling better and present tonight. No can do. He's still very much in the uh, tide of his uh, man flu. Milking it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, apart from Mane and Hazard, most other premium midfielders look to be a rotation risk. So I am going with these two, but still want to play 3-5-2. Which other three midfielders do you see as good permanent fixtures uh, with good permanent fixtures in this side? Yeah, so I'm pretty sure Jeff doesn't have a wild card. Um, am I right in saying that? I think he. I think, I think he's he used all his chips. He's always said that he's so, used yeah. all his chips. Yeah. Yeah, so if he's going 3-5-2 uh, and he's keeping Mane and Hazard, look, there are much worse single-game week players to be having in your team, let's be honest. Um, De Bruyne, for me, is... De Bruyne is one that I would absolutely be looking at. 
uh, in that premium section. Uh, Son, I would be looking at. And then I don't know about other premiums, but I think uh, the other guys that we've spoken about all make a lot of sense as options. Depends how much money you have. I mean, if you want to spend more, you can. Um, then we've got Christabel at Christabel 5. Uh, okay, <laughs> well, this one's kind of been answered for you. This time, TC Kane or uh, use it in Double Game Week thir- uh, 35. So I think, sh- I think they're saying... Triple Captain Kane in 34, which is obviously not looking like a great option at the moment, um, or use it in double game week 35, or Mo Salah versus Huddersfield in game week 36. Think of those options at the moment. Uh, well, it depends. If you're not bench boosting in double game week 35, you could look at using your triple captain on a player then, um, or, or going with Mo Salah. Uh, versus Huddersfield in 36. What do you, what do you say, Mars? If you had, if you were playing your triple captain in 35, who would you play it on? 35. In the double, yeah. Oof, that's a tough one. It's probably, really tough. I probably think. Jimenez. If um, Jimenez could be an option if if we yeah. see that they are still, you know, they don't have a hang, hangover after the cup exit. I guess Son is as well still a bit worried about rotation, but they probably need him to play. The City game would put put me off. Although he just scored against City there, so... Yeah, he did, but it's away, right? So That's true. Yeah, he he did. Um, I thought he was going to get ruled out, to be honest, uh, but... um, Yeah, it's a tough one. I can't... Yeah, it is. I mean, mean, Aguero... Listen, Aguero never... I want to say Aguero never lets you down, but then he was injured last time. He loves a yeah, goal in the derby. Yeah, captain too. Yeah, Still yeah, sore subject. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> he loves a goal in the derby. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Aguero's always an option. Yeah. All right. Hope that was helpful. It's a, it's a bit of a tricky quandary. Sorry, Christopher. Um, Jonathan Strack at Strack one says, I have a wild card triple captain and bench boost left. How do I manage the remaining game weeks? When should I triple captain, assuming I wildcard this game week and bench boost in 35? So a lot of people in that situation are looking at uh, Salah or maybe Mane, depending on form at the time, uh, triple captain for 36 against Huddersfield. And to be honest, it, it seems like a standout remaining fixture of captainable players to me. And yeah. 37 and 38, I would be pretty nervous about playing a triple captain that <clears> late <throat> in the season because of yeah. uh, rotation. If things get wrapped up, then eh, I'd be a little bit worried. I think Mo looks like a decent idea for 36. Yeah. Um, David Hunter at FPL Uber Drunk. Um After the amount of double game week players only playing one game in 32, are we being blinded by the hope things will be different in 35 when they most likely will not, for Man City at least? In that question also pops up the intrigue of KDB. We're with you on that. I I like KDB. And I think this, I genuinely think there's potential for him to play the two doubles again. I mean, he was barely back, obviously back fit though. And, 
was the surprise star of the last double game week. Put in an excellent turn in that second match, and he played both. And then I think he got an assist for Jesus' goal in the FA Cup uh, quarterfinal at the weekend. He looks he good, did, yeah. and we know that... Um, he didn't play tonight, always, but he came on in the last like, eight it, minutes yeah. or something like that. Exactly. So I think, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, and just on the wider topic uh, of rotation there and, and whether people play too, it is easy to get blinded. We probably all do. But we also kind of, I think these days, gone are the days in, where double game weeks used to be a case of you might get the odd person who doesn't play twice. I remember yeah. a couple of years ago and I got like a 196 or something on my bench boost and most of my players played. There was one or two who might have played one match or maybe just came on. But we, in the last two seasons, we have seen so much more rotation. And as a result, lower scores for these double game weeks than maybe historically. So this is why I think we're all starting to to finally get the message that there are single game weeks that yeah. we need to keep, keep some of them. If you have Liverpool yeah. players, keep them. If you want to keep Vardy, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, I see some people talking about Bournemouth. I just think Bournemouth are done. Oh, I, I know they've got a nice game, but, but if you've got their players the... and you don't want to sell them, but I just, I don't know. They, they're they really safe. let us know. They're yeah, exactly. Safe and they're yeah. on the beach. They have put in a couple of very sort of, for good fixtures that they have. Um, I mean, I went without Bournemouth completely on my free hit this week because I thought that um, certainly we're going to beat them when it came down to it. So I I would not call them a single game week team to be yeah. overly worried about. No. But Liverpool and Leicester, certainly, I think there is merit in keeping either of them. Yeah. Um, Sheriff EDIT at Sheriff underscore ED underscore says, could you please talk about, uh, for those who don't have a wild card, he's trying to get five to six players with doubles. Well, I think yeah. we've, He's looking, he's, he's looking at basically a minus 16 or a 20 hit. <laughs> he's, he's at OR of 320. So he sent another tweet today basically okay. saying he can't wait for this. He's looking at a minus 16 or 20. He's got OR 320. He only started in game week two. That's pretty impressive, to be honest. Oh, uh, <laughs> so just going for it. Oh, fair play. Just go um, for it, mate. Like, honestly, yeah. if you, th- if you want to do, if you listen, like, I said it a few weeks ago. When I was 160 or whatever, it was the for me it was already the worst position that I want that I could be in. I'm not saying that it's a bad position, but I wanted to be much higher than that, so it could yeah. get worse. So if you're happy with 320 and you think you can get higher, I would not say that minus 16 or minus 20 is a good idea. But if you fancy it and you want to enjoy the game and play it, go for it. And if you think the players that you're gonna bring in are gonna get you the points, then go for it. Maybe yeah. minus 12 instead of 20, but you know what? Yeah. <laughs> minus one might be better, but uh, but it, it's all it's all about how you know. Do you want to give it a, a last big push, and you know how are you going to feel so, if it doesn't actually, go? Actually, I've to got plan. the players that he he wants to bring in: Kane, Jimmy, Sterling, Valerie, Delefio, and Dioson. I guess maybe that's Hudson. I don't know, but anyway, so Kane you don't have to worry about. So that's one less. So yeah, Sterling, 
Delefeo, Jimmy, yeah. Valerie, is he worth the minus? I don't think so, unless he's just I a makeshift. So. I yeah. wouldn't do it, unless he's a makeshift move. And given, you know? given that we're talking Kane there, he might be a makeshift for Kane, which means he might yeah. not. Exactly. Try and minimise those hits. Minus yeah. 12, maybe, is doable. Yeah. Um, and good luck. Um, yeah. Then we come to FPL Fantasy Phenom at FPL Phenom. Can we consider Matip as a cheap way into the Liverpool defence with Lovren down the pecking order and Gomez lacking match fitness? Will Klopp just stick with Matip coming so close to the end of the season? Yeah, I was thinking that. However, Lovren played today, which means that Matip will definitely play on the weekend. I think it's Van Dijk and Matip. I can't see him changing that in the league. I think they've got a good understanding. Uh, maybe Love, Lovren played today. I think Lovren played in Matip's position and Van Dijk was pushed out. Actually, I don't know. I'm talking bullshit now. Uh, but yeah, I, listen, I think it's a risk. Um, but maybe a, a risk worth taking if because I think Matip will play. Oh, all right. And Gavin Doyle at Gavin underscore Doyle underscore IE says, Matip and Sterling or Robertson and De Bruyne. This is where I am at the moment on my wild card. Decided to opt for the latter as I think De Bruyne will play a lot in the running, given that he's fresher. I much prefer Robertson and De Bruyne as a combination yeah. to Matip and Sterling. I actually really think Robertson's the, the top pick for uh, the Liverpool defence anyway, and I really like De Bruyne, and I'm going with him, even though I have the money to go for Sterling. So, yeah. I, you know, it would be hypocritical not to agree with you on that one. Thank okay, you. and now we're coming to the most important topics. We have two of them. Really good questions. One, from Adam P at 35Who, iced coffee, yay or nay? Nay for me, I don't like my coffee corrupted with sweetness or anything. Good. I want it strong, scalding and frequently. I thought I thought I'd leave it to you. I answered it already on that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had another last one. Uh, this is, again, from Jimmy Mac and Cheese at Clara FPL. New question, how much coffee is enough coffee, Kylie? Well, firstly, <coughs> I would say there is no enough. What is enough? That's not a thing. But to give you some context, because I do get this question quite a bit, um, I would have a minimum of six a day, but I should qualify that because six is kind of a lie. Technically, they're in six cups. So I have six vessels of coffee a day. Um, usually, it's three purchased large double shot Americanos and then I supplement that with Azera you know the Azera instant I've had to train myself to drink it because I'm a bit of a coffee snob um but I just couldn't afford the habit because it's really expensive to drink as much as I do um so I'd have three of those a day but I just free pour them and so for context it says that there's 55 servings in one of these jars if I'm lucky, that jar might last me four days, maybe five. So Jesus. It's a lot. <laughs> you could almost stand the spoon upright. I scare people in the kitchen at work when I chat with them and I just keep pouring it in and don't even look at it. I'm like, hey. All right. <laughs> so yeah. you can imagine what I was like yesterday, Mars, when I was 
I'm feeling a bit tired. I'm yes, happy. I can imagine. I did tell them to be nice and not argue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Think so everyone we knows had, now. We had a few, lo- few late questions come in, so I'm just going to okay. fly through them, Kylie. FPL Crate Digger at John Smith Spurs, I think, SP. Uh, is Hoiberg essential? No. Thank He's you. a decent I, enabler. But yeah, no, he is indeed. Essential. Yeah. FBL Puck, Andy at FBL Puck. Firmino and Trippier overlooked. Lacazette, one bad game, putting people off. So, I think we touched on uh, Lacazette. Uh, yeah. We don't mind him, but I'm not sure about the rotation. and the way for yeah. yeah. Firmino and Trippier overlooked. Yeah, but Firmino, I mean, there's so many other better option forwards yeah. for me than Firmino. And Trippier just is the rotation. He loves to rotate. Yeah, especially if Arias. Yeah. Arias. I think he's injured, but I don't think we think that he's going to be injured for long. So there's reason to be a bit concerned about him. And as you said, Firmino, I mean, this is the thing. You have Mane and Salah in midfield. And, and, you know, especially if you're on a bench boost, you have five midfield slots. You only have three forward slots. And there are yeah. there is abundance of form strikers at the moment. So yeah, yeah. I think overlooked for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and also, I could see Walker Peters, 12-pointer, coming against Huddersfield. <laughs> <laughs> it so could happen, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. Michael Murphy, at Murphy uh, 066. Do you know what Sterling record is against Spurs and United? I'm uh, looking for a reason why I can leave him out of my team for the next two game weeks. I always know his record against Liverpool is poor, so I happily ha- leave him out there. I don't know his record. I... I did direct him towards our friend uh, Matty at FBL Versus because he does those uh, records. Yeah. I don't know if you know. Do you know? No, I don't know, actually. No. Um, so, yeah, sorry, sorry, Michael. I mean, I don't want to give you numbers just for the sake of it, but Matty does a great job with it. Just look at He will always do it. Good referral there, yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, penultimate question. Dave's cat at from uh, <laughs> underscore Burnley. Captain Duffy will stick a fork in my plums. I would say it depends how big your plums are. Mate, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Captain Duffy will take we'll this. I think we'll see more Captain. I mean, there's Duffy, a lot yeah. of answer about it, but I think we'll see more of that now that Kane is out of Absolutely. the Absolutely. He was my vice, you know, and we joked yeah. about it a few weeks ago. Um, so maybe, maybe, why not? Right, and to finish it off, this, this it's a new listener, Carly. Ooh. Amigo Don, hashtag oh. CEO, at the Marple Curse. What a name. Has a question. Yes, yes. He's trying to get our inside advice. (laughs) Sitting here feeling miserable, pulled a muscle in my back, and I'm not good patient. That and a partly 48 points in blank game week 33. I did not know that he only had 48 points. Yeah, right. Of course I did. (laughs) So that's why he's not on the show tonight. Yeah, I think he's scared because he nearly doubled his score. Yeah. Yeah. Working on my wild card and think I have. Uh, goalkeeper sorted. Etheridge and Foster will rotate nicely to finish the season. Uh, Thoughts, Amigo and Amiga. Yeah, Foster's a great choice. Etheridge, I, I just said no, no with capital letters. Etheridge is a decent keeper, right? And he's yeah. done really well this season. So this is no disrespect to Etheridge, but um, I just think that there are other options. Uh, yeah. He's not Ryan cheap. 4.7. I mean, 4.7 is, yeah. is not cheap. He's not cheap at all. There's um, 
<coughs> yeah. You're hoping know. for those famous penalty saves there. Yeah. 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 And save points. No, I think there's no. better options, but you know what? Step away from the cold and flu tablets. Is what yeah. I would say. Yeah, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but to be honest, if he's an enabler as your second keeper, maybe. But why would I? He says they rotate nicely. Why would I want a card? Cardiff keeper as my first choice. Not again. Not, not disrespect, but, yeah. Right. Um, I think we've done a fantastic job so far, Kylie, and we've answered yes. the, all the questions. Yeah. So, so let's wrap quickly, it up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll just quickly do uh, captains. Captains. So uh, your so who, Barlow is your. Wait, I never know this. Okay. Barlow's the boring. Baldwin. Yeah. Baldwin is the frisky. Yeah, go. What do you think? Hmm. Baldwin, probably Murray. I think those ho- those home fixtures are calling me. You know, we said uh, Bournemouth are at the beach, Cardiff. It's it's a six pointer that game, Brighton Cardiff. So, I think with Kane injury, I might have him right now as as a captain. In fact. I don't know if there's a board. I mean, Son against Huddersfield could yeah, be a boring no. one, but he could I think be he risky. He might be the boring one. He could be right now, uh, because I wouldn't say De Bruyne against Palace. I think it's going to be a tough game. And yeah. I think, yeah, for me, the bold one would be either Murray or Duffy. What about you, Kylie? Um, yeah, I would actually completely agree with you. I, I, I think that I would probably put the bold one as Duffy, and I think I. It'd be a stretch, but I think I'd put the Barlow as as maybe Son as the Kane substitute because uh, I think he could get a fair amount of uh, people captaining him, um, and he is a striker. I mean, Duffy's inherently risky despite a double game week, so I'd probably say yeah. What do you think of Murray? Because you've had him before. Do you think I'm being crazy going for Murray? Would he be an <laughs> no, option for 34? I, I don't think it's crazy if you're going in with eyes wide open, which you seem to be. So uh, I definitely don't believe he starts uh, two, two games. They do have able-bodied other strikers who are capable of scoring, and he is not on form. Um, I think that it's a worthwhile punt if you're going one and a bit, as in him come off the bench for, for the second or whatever. Um it's differential, and I don't think a lot of people are looking at him, so it could really work out. I wouldn't be putting a captain on him, though. Um, but it, it is risky for me. For me, I know I'll want to substitute him out for someone else, and so I'm just choosing to forego it, I think, personally. But there's a case for it. Yeah, yeah. But an appetite for risk, which we know you do. Um, okay, so I think that's everything. So thanks for tuning in, everyone, and best of luck with the game week ahead. Please remember to like and share the podcast if you enjoyed it. And you can find us on Twitter at 3AmigosFPL. You can find Mars at Mars05 and myself at KylieFPL. Adios, amigos. One for each other and all for one. The three brave amigos are we. Brother to brother and everyone, a brave amigo.